this is Joy. And this is Claire. This is Girls Gone Wild Podcast. This episode is sponsored by Ned. I'm having a little bit of a vulnerability hangover from like two weeks ago when I talked about how gorgeous the Ned guys are, but it's fine because we hope that you're going to support the podcast, not because they're really good looking men, but because they also have amazing products, CBD products, and this is all the rage. So you can support the podcast by going to helloned.com. The discount code is GGW. Try out their tinctures. Try out their amazing chapstick. I kind of feel like a chapstick hoarder. Because I have like 10 Ned chapsticks in my bathroom right now. So many Ned chapsticks. I have them everywhere. Like, I have two on my bedside table right Great. now. Yeah. They're, yeah. I'm they're not kidding. I think I have 10 in my bathroom and I just, I'm never going to run out. Yeah. They're so great. <laughs> and now that I'm not pregnant anymore, so I am breastfeeding, but I've been using the CBD tinctures. And, you know, guys, I'm going to let you in on a secret. Don't judge me. I also use the tinctures while I was pregnant. Do not quote me on this everyone's because judging you. everyone's like, oh my gosh, there is no so research. Much hate mail, yeah. <laughs> I know. There's no research about this. I had to just go with my gut and I did. And I'm very lucky. I have a perfectly healthy baby, perfectly healthy pregnancy. Um, I was using the CBD pretty much every day for like most of my third trimester. And it was so great. And, you know. Make your own decisions. This is not a medical advice. You do you. Yeah, we're not. You do you. You should know by now you. that we're not like a medical advice podcast. But if this is the we first time to us, yeah. this is not medical advice. Yeah. Uh, talk to your practitioner. Make informed decisions. There is almost no research out there about the effects of CBD on pregnancy and fetal health and pregnant women, et cetera, et cetera. But I used it during pregnancy and it was so great. It like completely cured my restless legs, which was a big deal. Mm -hmm. Anyway, check out their tinctures. If you have not tried CBD tincture before, they recommend that you start with a 300 milligram, which is the lowest dose. There's, you can't overdose on CBD, but the rhyme and reason behind that is just that, that way you aren't spending all the extra money on the more potent tinctures if you don't need them. So go check them out. HelloNed.com discount code. G G W W. Thank you guys so much for supporting the podcast. We know you have a lot of podcasts to choose from, so it really means a lot to us. And um, our our sponsors are pretty rad, I have to say. Okay, so we have a lot to catch up on. I'm just really uh, I, I'm kind of overwhelmed because we got so many great questions on our Instagram feed, and we got yes. then it just kind of turned into this amazing rush of emails about people and their roommates from college. So we're going to have to talk okay. about that as well. Can we open with this one? Oh, we're going right into it. Okay. This is from Liz. I, okay. We can just open with it and then we can come back Great. to it because this one is short and sweet and Circle hysterical. Back. Awesome. From Liz. Let's talk about how my roommate loved sausage. Freezing sausage links, then thawing them one at a time in a glass of warm water on the counter. Picture it. Hashtag, what's the plan for this? What is the plan for this? What is the plan for this? Just it's there's so having a roommate anyway. We'll get to that later. But like having a roommate, I feel like ninety <laughs> percent of it is what the f is the plan for this? What is the plan? Who did I know? I knew someone who lived with like a ton of people, and they had this just bright pink laminated card that just said "What the f?" Except the whole f word. Sure and. They could, and it was sort of like their roommate trump card. So like if something, like if the dishes were disgusting or somebody made, oh. you know, made, and they could, they you would just leave the card out on the thing, and that, that was sort of kind of like, brilliant. Yeah, because there was like a blanket understanding of people being right. like, oh, got it. This is not acceptable. Yeah, figure out 
oh. yourself. Yeah, figure yourself out. Deal with this. You could just, you know, if like your if you had your roommate had thrown a party the night before and had like thrown up in the sink, you could just put the card on there. Like what the f? What the f? So I find this really funny. And okay, I'm getting ahead of myself, but I don't want to forget this. Is like talking about how much of a crap show it is to have roommates, but then yet we partner up and we make it work. Like it's, it feels so different because roommates, you just feel like you have to have a little bit of um, not decency, but you have to be kind of like nice to them. Whereas with a partner, you're just like, Hey, we're just going to let it fly. Like roommates, you can't get as real with, I don't think as you can with like a, like a romantic partner. I just find that interesting. Some roommate etiquette. Yeah, roommate etiquette. I feel like you can't go there all the time with roommates like you can with a romantic partner, which kind of throws a whole other layer layer of difficulty of living with someone. Okay, anyway, we'll get to that in a second. But I really wanted to address how polarizing the Jordan Shallow episode was. And I just want to like talk about it for a hot minute because some people loved it and some people hated it. And I think... What I just wanted to say, like briefly, is when we were in the room with him, he's lovely. And when you have like context of what he's saying, it's a completely different experience. And by the context, I mean like we're in the room with him, we get to spend like the whole weekend with him. And it's so easy to kind of like pass judgment on people just because we don't really have a lot of guests like him on our show. But certainly there were things when he would be talking, I'd kind of like have that gut reaction where I was like, oh, I don't know if we should release this episode. Like people aren't really going to, this isn't going to go over very well. Well, in full transparency, the reason we hadn't released it yet was because we were like, are people going to order? Like people are going (laughs) to think this guy is kind of nuts. We held on to it for a while, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. For that reason. Because I was like, I don't know how this is going to go over. But... I think what's important to note is that Claire and I had a great conversation with him. We tried to kind of find some level of ground on a lot of things. Do we agree with everything he said? No, he probably didn't agree with a lot of the things that we said. But I think the important thing is like, we are going to go out on limbs every once in a while, and it's not always going to go over well. And that's fine. Like we have 307 some odd episodes maybe more with all the bonus episodes that we've done where people have been like, I love this episode. I love this episode. And this is probably the first one where we got like real bad. I don't want to say hate mail, but pretty strong opinions about it. So I just had to throw that out there. Cause I was like, Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. I wouldn't say we got any hate mail. Like we definitely have had some, some guests before where people like got real fired up. Sure. This one was more, people were very respectful. Like this guy rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think, yeah, he he definitely comes on strong. He's got some opinions and mm-hmm. he has a very specific way of communicating. But I liked it. I liked it. I like talking to him. I think you're right. It's hard. And I think it's hard like for anybody, you know, you come across somebody in a 50 minute podcast interview and that's all you know of that person. Yeah, like, it's so hard. It really is hard. So I just wanted to put that out there because we hear you and we are going to continue to just have guests that we find interesting to talk about or to talk with and have good discussions. And, you know, the the Mind Pump event put us in contact with people we probably wouldn't have reached out to and had an episode with. So we learned a lot. Let's just say that. It was good. Okay. Um, Really quick, uh, before we get into other stuff too, I'm like kind of trying to fly through some things that are pretty... uh, quick and easy to talk about, but uh, I am not doing the open and I want to just briefly talk about that. 
this year. This is the first year I've not done the open in who knows how long, probably since 2010 or 11. Like pretty much since the open became a thing. Yeah. So I, without going into this like huge long explanation, because I don't really think it needs that, I just didn't feel like it. I just, I felt tired and I felt like I don't want the pressure this year. We were in San Francisco last weekend. I didn't want to be finding a CrossFit gym to do the open workout. I didn't want to be spending my vacation doing the open workout. And whenever I, whenever this stuff kind of comes up, Scott's always like, oh, are you quitting CrossFit? Like he, he knows my personality is such that I like to bounce around from thing to thing. And he's like, I'm just waiting for like the next thing that you're going to go to. And I'm like, no, this has nothing to do with that. It just has to do with, I truly didn't, like the past couple of years, there was always like one thing that was like drawing me to do it. But like someone at the gym would be like, oh, you have to do it. Oh, Joy and I doing the open. That's not right. Like someone would say something to me and I'd be like, okay, fine. This year I was just like, I don't feel any pull. I feel zero investment in doing it. The open's like totally changed. The whole games is totally changed. And I just wasn't feeling like super inspired. Now that doesn't mean that's like, oh, it's this big breakup. That's not it at all. But I also just wanted to kind of like mentally take a break. Like I was so tired of being like super tuned in every year and putting pressure on myself every year. So that's that. And I'm still doing the workouts and it's great. But you know what's really even better is doing the workouts without having to have a judge there, knowing that I'm doing the workouts exactly how I want to do them. Not having to like have standards or get no rep all the time. Yeah. Somebody had commented or sent us a message like, can you guys do your open episodes again? Maybe one year we will. With none, with neither of us doing the open, it's not super relevant. Um, yeah, and there's, there's so many people many out there, people that, out there that do it. Yeah. You know, that give you tips, doing those and doing tips. videos. That I'm like, I just wouldn't feel like like I appreciate that you guys want us to do that, but it just didn't feel like the right. Well, thing we're to just do not doing year. it. I mean, it was fun. It was like relevant when you would do the workout that morning and then be like, okay, I did the workout. Here's what I'd suggest, and you could even do like. Maybe after – because you're still doing the workouts like on Friday mornings, right? Exactly. Yeah. You could just do like an Instagram story. Totally. Of like, hey, here's what you might want to think about for this workout. Yes. And I'm happy to do that for you You can guys. be the new Nicole Carroll. Oh. You can zen out your voice. Oh. That I will say – I every people have messaged us about that and I fully agree. I miss Nicole Carroll's I open really hot tips. I really do. I mm. – Nicole, Nicole, come, come back. back to us. Anyway. Sorry. So that is the wrap up on that. Great. Um – Let's check that off. Moving on, 2019 Open, which I got to say, have you been watching the Open announcements? Yeah, they're a, sh- they're a mess. Okay. I watched slash listened to the first one. Um, which was in French. Didn't understand it at all. I mean, I didn't understand the, the format because I was literally coming from a chiropractor appointment and I was like, oh, I'll just turn this on. I thought I just picked one of the announcements. I guess that was the announcement in French, which I was kind of like excited that I understood what they were saying. But I was like, I thought that there were like multiple announcements going on. Apparently not. That's just how they're doing it. So that's it. Like, I didn't watch the second one because I was in San Francisco. No, I didn't watch the second one either. I watched part of it. Yeah, it's just like a Facebook Live. Somebody's recording with their iPhone, it seems like. The first one, I was so confused. I was like, they they were talking to the athletes. I was like, are you going to announce the workout? What's really going on? And then the second one, the part that I caught was also very disorganized. It was like the guy started to say the workout and then he was like describing it and then came back and it was like, wait, what's the workout? And like, I mean, granted, it was kind of a confusing workout to say, but he definitely botched it and made it way more confusing. Yeah. It's just like, I get 
it, it feels like the pendulum has swung too far to the other side. Yes. But it's like, okay, you don't maybe need like this whole big production, but like give the man a script. Right. So I think the other thing is that they are what my understanding and feeling about CrossFit HQ is like, we're just going to make all these changes and y'all are going to get used to it. Like change is hard. Who moved my cheese? And we're just going to have to adjust. Like, that's kind of yeah. how I feel like they're treating us. Like, we're the employees. And we're like, ah, and we just have to right. adjust. Well, and I I don't know. Part of me is sort of like, you know, CrossFit, you, you. But I just feel like we're getting very mixed messages from them right now in terms of the open. Because first of all, the so you know, this whole like Margot Alvarez thing where she got yes. fired. Which we need to talk to her. For, we need to have her on. We need to talk yeah. to her. She was on another podcast recently yeah. and talked about it. I can't oh. remember which one oh, it was. But cool. Nonetheless, we should still have her. Still. Um, she's awesome. She, so if you guys don't know what we're talking about, Margot Alvarez was on seminar staff for years and recently, like a couple weeks ago, sent out her like newsletter Yeah. and in the newsletter said she wasn't doing the open. And basically it was just like, I don't feel like CrossFit cares whether or not we do the open. I'm just going to continue to, you know, support CrossFit through the seminars and, you know, by doing CrossFit and she got fired. Yeah. And first of all, it's no secret that CrossFit doesn't care whether or not we do the open because Greg Glassman <laughs> has gone like on the record none of this is dozens news. of times yeah. saying that he doesn't care about the games. Yeah. Or and no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't care about them as a strong team. But that's team, not but his intention of create, like co-creating CrossFit. Yeah. And so I don't really get why there was such a bit. So that's how what I'm saying. Like I feel like we're getting mixed messages because on the one hand they're over here firing one of their most like prominent seminar public figures exactly. for bad-mouthing the open and then on the other hand they're putting zero effort into the open yeah and it's like where's dave castor i miss his open clues <laughs> so too. much god I, like come on can we start a hashtag like where's dave castro where in the world is dave castro where in the world is dave castro where in the world I just really want to like see the weird random books that he posts since like 19.3. <laughs> like, I just want to see that. Exactly. And I want to be able to go back uh, and be like, how does like a toe to bar deadlift couplet have anything to do with Grapes of Wrath, Dave Castro? Yeah, exactly. You never like, know. But so, it they drives something us all crazy. in them. But I loved it. So where it was like, what does a koi pond have to do with like 18.2? Probably nothing. But I, I like, I'm going to be thinking about it for the rest of my life. one day and the rest of our lives. Right. And one day, one day it's going to have a relevant meaning. Yeah, I'm going to be like sitting in a coffee shop, drinking a latte and be like, oh my God, koi, overhead walking lunges. I get it. <laughs> yeah. I just, okay. So I get this. I get that okay. they're trying to like, reach. <laughs> what's, the, what's that word? That Buddhists are going for, not nirvana, enlightenment. Enlightenment, I'm yeah. yeah. It's like, I'm going to have that moment, and my, I'm just going to be raptured. Yeah, I'm just gonna, totally. Oof. And you're just going to, like, disappear into dust. From dust exactly. to and dust. Exactly. And, and, like, glitter, actually. Yes, exactly. Chalk, probably more likely. Great. If it's a Dave Castro, cool. um, Yes. Mm-hmm. you know, thing. Enlightenment. You know what? I, okay, so here's what I want to say about that, is... I feel like I get that they're trying to break up the beehive. I get that they're trying to be like, all right, we got to shake things up. This is too much of like a cult. This is like the things that I'm kind of gathering from all the news that I'm reading about it is like, you know, we're too much of this cult. We're too much of like this little club of, you know, HQ people. And we we're not really looking at the people that we're serving, which is this community and all the people and all the affiliates. I get that. I completely get that. And I think that's really important. However, 
part of what makes the games exciting is that we have characters to follow and we're attached to these characters. And I don't care how you look at it. It's like, I love seeing Kiki every year. I love seeing Dave Castro and what he's up to every year. I love seeing Tommy and Sean every year. And I like their voices soothe me. So there's like familiarity of like, this is what feels like home. And this is what represents family to me is like, even though we don't know them, know them, that feels like family to me. And that I think is really hard. So I'm like, oh, I don't hear Tommy and Sean anymore. And like Dave, we got to get on. Tommy and Sean on I our know, podcast. I love them so much. So they started their own podcast, by the way, and their I own know. show. And it's great. And they talk a lot about the layoffs and you guys should listen to it. It's um, Talking Elite Fitness. <sighs> so I have so many emotions around it. I get, I'm, I'm curious to see where this is headed because I'm sure someone at HQ has a plan. I just, you know, I liked having Dave Castro be that person every week that we were like, okay, this is when we actually get to see TDC. But on the other hand, no, I'm I, also I take like... I back everything I ever said about his cornrows. I miss the cornrows. I do. And I miss like the Versace pull-ups. The other thing is on this flip side, I am grateful that we're going to see hopefully a more diverse crew and people in the movies, if they make more CrossFit movies, because I'm so sick of seeing the same people. Same people. Every time. Yeah. I'll be really curious to see what like the CrossFit documentary this year is like, because they don't have a media team. Are they no. even going to do that? I don't know. Do they want to hire us? Huh? We'll do it. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> you need more females. We are here. We are here for you. You We're here for you. A lot more females. Um, Non-existent CrossFit media. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, who are we waving to? Yeah, no one. They all got fired. That was was mean. Anyway. Oh, gosh. Those are my thoughts. Okay. We have some great questions. Are we ready to move on? Deep thoughts with joy. Okay. We got some uh, really good questions on the Instagrams, and then we'll move on to the roommates, which I feel like roommates could be a whole other episode, but if you have great roommate stories after listening to this, and please please email them to us immediately. Please email them to us ASAP. And please email us your marriage hack slash what's the plan for this pictures because nothing makes me Guys, happier. Literally, Joy's favorite thing on this planet is what's the plan for this pictures. She, <laughs> like anytime we get a message about it, she screenshots and immediately sends it to me. She's like, oh my God, we got one. What's the plan for this? And she'll like, like if you want to be internet famous, she will repost you every dang oh, time. Every time. It makes me real happy. What's the plan for this? To this day, whoever sent us the... The boneyard of computer monitors oh my is my favorite person. <laughs> I posted something on my personal Instagram about how I was trying to do. So I've been doing like the birth fit conscious core program, uh-huh. um, which I can talk a little bit about. But and I was laying on like a pile of laundry, basically. Oh, yeah. And I was and yeah. so many people DM me and were like, hashtag, what's the plan for this? And I was like, yes, you get it. You're my people. What's the plan for this pile of laundry that I'm laying in while trying to do like functional progression one? Or... So um. Someone had a toilet in their living room. An extra yes. toilet. Amazing. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm sorry. I just had to laugh at that. Okay. Hannah asks, how do you make friends like as an adult? And I thought this was such a great question because part of me is like, that's real hard. Like in your 30s and 40s of like making adult friends is so difficult. Okay. I have been. Yes. No, go. Oh, you put your finger up. Like, no, no my turn to talk. Yeah, you go. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not like you know, not snapping what, my fingers at you. Um, 
<laughs> Claire, no. So um, what I would say, yeah, my first tip is to find a random person in your gym and ask them to start a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I have actually been asked as an adult, been asked on two friend dates and literally were like another woman came up to me and was like, do you want to like go on a friend date? And it was like, we talked a couple of times. Like I like you, you like me, maybe we could like go get some tea. Yeah. And it a hundred percent was like, you just, it's exactly like asking someone on a date. Like, Hey, it's so true. what are you doing on Saturday afternoon? You want to maybe like get a coffee? Yeah. It's so, so true. So mm-hmm. I, whenever I am pulled to someone where I'm like, I want to be friends with this person. Like, I'll give you an example, like Megan at our gym, coach Megan at our gym was someone where I was like, I need to know her and I need to be friends with her. And I think I reached out to her either on social media or like on our, our gym Instagram page or whatever. And I just started inviting her to like group things. So if, we're, if ever we had like a group thing together, I'd be like, hey, we're getting drinks. You should come instead of just being like a one-on-one because I just didn't want to be like, what if she thinks I'm weird? <laughs> so I mean, so you can do it that way and that tends to work really well. But I mean, yeah, I think you just kind of like, like, remember when we were talking to a D and she's like, I have a hard time asking people to like be on, go on friend dates and like truly just be like, hey, you want to go get dinner or get a drink or get coffee sometime? And I think that's totally fine. I think we are set up in our younger years to be primed for friendships. And that's like kind of when you make your besties. Um, And I'm saying that like with air quotes. But in your 30s and 40s, it's kind of like this thing of weirdness where like you have families, you have partners, is it weird? You should be more mature with your friendships and like already have them established. I think that's this weird misnomer. So I think like, it's totally fine to just say, hey, let's go out. Like same thing as you probably would when you were younger, but you're just not going to be going like clubbing. (laughs) Well, maybe you are, which is fine too. Well, I think the other thing, important thing to remember is like, most likely if this other person is in a similar demographic as you, they're also probably having a hard time making adult friends. Totally, totally. So they won't think it's weird because they're in the same, like when I have been asked on friend dates, I'm like, this is awesome because I, I too don't have like, I don't have a better way to make adult friends. Yeah. Yeah. I would also say, try to like, yeah, the group thing, like if you are naturally an organizer, take advantage of that and like you know, start a group text with three or four people who, you know, if you have like your little group at the gym or wherever, or even if you think like, I have these two friends, maybe you could be like a friend matchmaker. Like, do you have two friends who you think should be friends? Like invite them all out to drinks. Yes. Set your friends up. I love doing that. I love doing like, Hey, let's put together like a wine and wad. And then everybody goes out afterwards. Like that's something I really enjoy doing. Or if I feel comfortable, like host something at my house or, you know, something along those lines where you can kind of get together with everyone. You just got to push yourself out there, you know? I have seen those apps that are like Bumble, but for friends. I don't trust them at all. Don't trust them. One of my friends started doing one. It's called Peanut. It's like specifically for moms. Okay. And she's had – it's also – she just moved – she has like brand new babies, just moved to a new town. So she's like – she's in like the – you know, if there's a Venn diagram of like things that make it hard to make friends, she's in the middle of it. Sure. Like new mom, new town, like all the – you know, All of it, Yeah you know, it doesn't have a job, like blah, blah, blah. So it's called Pina and she's on, she's had a couple mom dates. Okay. And like, they've kind of all been like, so, so, but okay. it, if nothing else, she feels like, you know what? I'm like, put myself out there. Yes. Like meet totally. new, new people. And that's, that's great. I think that's yeah. great. Um, okay. 
So let us know how that goes, Hannah, because I would be real curious to see if you made some new friends. Uh, what was the first reaction of each other when you met? Which I find this so funny because I don't remember the first time I met you because I, I know it was at Jay. And I just remember being like, oh, her and Brandon are so cute. I, I remember talking to you and Brandon outside of the gym at one point and you guys were talking about climbing or something. And I just remember being like, oh, they're so cute. Yeah, I feel like there wasn't like a moment when we met. No. Probably because it was like we kind of just started going to the same workouts. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you guys know Joy. Like, yeah, you know, we know Joy. Yeah, I remember I think Brandon I was- talking about, um, was it med school? Or like he was doing some program, like his undergrad, was it? Oh, he was doing his prereqs for nursing yes, school. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So I remember him talking about that. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like. I have a vision outside the front, the front of the gym with his old car. Which Oh, my gosh. It? Yeah. He had like a 1988 <laughs> yes. Honda Accord yes. that one, that eventually my mom was driving it and it started on, it caught on fire okay. on the highway somewhere. So we donated it to NPR. Not, not surprising. Uh, his name was Mabel. Um, I really don't remember. I feel yeah. like, you know, I liked you. Mm-hmm. You seemed like a friendly person. <laughs> I don't feel like I had any like overwhelming, like any one overwhelming no, reaction to yeah. you. Yeah, but I do enjoy looking at photos of the old gym and seeing you and I, because I'm like, I don't remember this at all. I just remember a photo of like us, like showing off our like neon leggings together. And I was like, don't remember that. I don't remember that at all. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Although it's funny, like I was talking, who was I talking to? Oh, Miles's uh, preschool teacher who met you at my baby shower. Oh, and she was she's like, so she's so cute. She's one of the people who asked me on a friend date. And yes, like, I remember that. She's so great. I remember that. Um, But she was like, I was saying something about the podcast and she was like, wow, your friend Joy has really great shoulders. And I was like, yeah, she goes, I don't think, she's like, I didn't realize who she was. And at your baby shower, I just like went up to her and I was like, listen, I have to like say something about your shoulders. She's like, I didn't realize like her shoulders were like a thing. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, I didn't realize that like her shoulders were like a thing. And I was like, oh yeah, her shoulders are a thing. But then, and then we were started, but then we started talking about like, you know, you and I could like eat the exact, and we've talked about this in the podcast before. Yeah. We could eat the exact same meals, work, do the exact same workouts and we still would, I like would look like nothing like one another. <laughs> and you probably could never work out again in your life and you still would have those shoulders. Exactly. Which yeah. is so annoying. Um, not annoying, but it's just annoying to people because so many people will be like, how do you get your shoulders? I'm like, uh, I'm, uh I'm, meet my dad. Meet my dad. <laughs> well, it was like when Julie Bauer, I think like the very first time we had her on our podcast and so many people were like, oh my God, ask Julie how she gets her abs. abs. And Julie was like, you guys are going to hate me, but like I could put on 20 pounds and still have these abs. Still have these. <laughs> She's like, this is my jeans. Yeah, exactly. I was, like, I was in, um. Where was I recently? Oh, I was in, when I was in San Francisco, we went to Outdoor Voices. Oh, And yeah. I always just feel, I know this is so stupid, but I always just feel like I tower over these like little tiny people that work at fitness places like <laughs> Lululemon and Outdoor Voices or whatever. I walk in and they're like cute little tiny girls. And I was like, I want to try on this, that fitness dress that I actually bought. It's like a workout dress, which is so cute. But I put it on and I came out and I was like, look at myself in the mirror, like trying to see how it fit. And they're like, so what kind of workouts do you do? Are you a swimmer? Oh, gosh. And I was like, like, I'm not a swimmer. No, I do CrossFit. (laughs) So do I do CrossFit, which I always still, I still feel weird saying. I still do too. Yeah. I I still feel feel weird saying I do CrossFit because I always feel like people are going to be like, ugh. Yeah. One of those. You do CrossFit, right. Yeah. What did they say? Uh. I don't remember. They were just like, oh, yeah. you just look like you're a swimmer, which I've been hearing since I was 
13. Right, right. Um, okay, this one, I feel like we'd need to do some rapid fire. Okay. But I, I love it. I'm here for it. Some, somebody, actually, hold on really quick. Somebody uh-huh. asked me how I got Miles to sleep in his bed. Yeah. We locked him in his room. Great. Uh, we put a baby gate up. And I like it. I can probably get like some parenting hate mail for this. This, a couple of quick disclaimers. He still was in diapers. Hey, we took parenting hate mail. You guys just stop yeah, that right just, now. Just, just stop, it. stop it. There's no place no. on this earth for uh-uh. parenting hate mail. Zero. Everybody has to do it. But they have Zero. to do we put a baby gate in his room and locked him in there until, and we were like, you know, as long as he's in his room, we don't care where he sleeps. Yeah. And he'll figure it out. He had a complete tantrum meltdown the first couple of nights. And we just, if, you know, if he like really got out of control, we would just kind of calmly go over there and get him back in his bed and sit with him for a minute and then leave again. But if he was just sort of like whining and fussing at his gate, we just let him do that. And then eventually wore himself out and went, got back in bed. Which I have to say, um, when I was over there, Right after Juno was born. <laughs> um, kudos to you and Brandon for how you speak to Miles. It is so great and so helpful for him as a little kiddo. And this is just me from working like with kids and families my whole life. But like it was so cute because Brandon, like he started to kind of have a tantrum. I hope you don't mind me sharing this. But like Brandon was like, like yeah. calmly talking to him about his meal. Like he really wanted to watch this video and Brandon was just like, I know that you really want to watch this, but we're eating dinner. Like, just explaining everything to him in a very calm voice and, like, didn't get all riled up and be like, stop that right now. Like, not that you guys would do that anyway, but I think that's a natural reaction for parents is, like, once the kids start, like, getting upset, they're just like, cut it off. <laughs> yeah, we try which, really hard which to, like, I know there's times that's going to happen. Oh, but like, <laughs> there are definitely times when I have lost my shit yeah. That's definitely going to happen. But like in moments, especially like there's a new baby in the house, oh, there's yeah. a lot of change going on for him. And it was just so cute to see that. Cause it's like, oh, it's just, and he, yeah. he managed and he had lunch and we ate and he was fine. And then he got to watch his video. Um, but we do a so lot cute. of, yeah, taught like, yeah, very modeling conversations. And feelings. A lot of, yeah, yeah, a lot of feeling naming. Yeah. A lot of emotion so naming. Anyway, yeah. okay. so, you know, when in doubt, lock your child in their room. Yeah, there you go. Um, how to deal with body image and comparison, which I really appreciate that you guys still trust us to ask, ask us these questions because this stuff still comes up and it's never going to go away. So while we kind of joke that we're like, oh, let's not talk about body image and comparison, like we still deal with this on a daily basis. Yeah, so totally. the short version of this, because um, I, I do feel like we could just – We'll probably keep talking about this in future episodes. How to deal with body image and comparison. Like, how do you deal with it? You recognize that it's going to come up every single day. And you kind of go, all right. For me, at least, I'm going to speak personally. I know that it's going to come up probably every single day. It's going to creep in. And you kind of go, all right, that's just not, no longer productive use of my time. Like, if I'm having a bad day, I'm either going to text my friends and be like, this is so stupid. Why am I feeling this way? And kind of getting it out. And I'm lucky enough that I have like friends that I can just be like, I just need to vomit this on you for a second and then I'm going to be over it. And also recognizing like, or especially like when we did the Instagram accounts this year or last year, when we kind of like cleaned up who we were following, that helped a ton. So I think for a while we were just like inundated with like all these crazy CrossFit athletes. But there's really like no perfect way to say like, I'm going to resolve this. So I think if you 
think that you're going to have it resolved and you're going to be over it, you're setting yourself up for failure. So how to deal with it is just recognize it's a thing. Talk to it every day if you need to. Like, hey, I know you're there. Oh, that just came up for me. Oh, I'm going to stop following this person on social media because it's making me feel insecure. Um, And then just kind of like build yourself up too. like recognize that you're a badass. And like, there's really, really awesome things that you can do with your time. So hopefully that helps. Yeah, there was one thing. So I've been, you know, as you guys all know, doing a lot of therapy lately. It's like kind of around getting ready for postpartum. And now that I'm in postpartum, and recently Brandon had come with me to and Brandon had come with me to a therapy appointment and we were talking about like depressive thoughts. And Brandon was talking about, you know, he has dealt with depressive thoughts a lot of for a lot of his life. And the way that he thinks about them now is like if you think like it's like the character Stacy from Wayne's World, the ex-girlfriend who just like keeps showing up and won't go away. Oh my god, totally. And so now when he has depressive thoughts, he just thinks of them as like this annoying ex-girlfriend who it won't totally go away. Is. Yeah. And and it's like, hello, Stacy. Mm-hmm. Like and you know, sort of like acknowledging them, like, okay, you know, you're here, but I'm like, I'm not going to pay attention to you. I'm not going to give you the time of day. I can't make you go away, but I can ignore you. Yeah. And I've kind of started, I love, first of all, I love Wayne's World. So I love that that's like the character that he thinks of. But I think that's a great way to deal with it. It's like, there's no judgment in having those feelings. There's, you know, you aren't necessarily going to be able to make them go away all the time. And you can just acknowledge that they're there, kind of, hello, here we are again. Right. You know, go sit over there now. I'm going to live my life. Right. One of the most important things to do when you are dealing with something like that is recognizing it is not who you are. It is a thought you have. And that you don't, every single thought that comes across your brain, you do not have to believe it. It's not true. And we're thinking a million thoughts every single day. So I think that's really important is just to be like, you don't have to follow that trail. And... Um, it's just really important to kind of keep that in mind and know that like, this is just part of the human experience. Like we're going to have crazy thoughts and we're going to like fall into those traps. And, um, yeah. So, okay, let's, let's move on from that. Uh, I really like this one because when I read it, I was like, oh, this is a great question. Do you ever get to the point where you felt like you have life under control. (laughs) No. And I think, I hope the reason she asked this is because the same reason that I would want to ask the same question to someone is like, please tell me that everyone else feels like they're just walking around like a fraud. Because that's kind of like, (laughs) I feel like half of the time in my life is like, we're all just kind of trying to figure shit out. And it kind of goes back to the thing of like, we see people on social media that quote unquote, have perfect lives or got it all together. And you, you know, you go to school, you get the family, you check all the boxes. And that's just not gonna get you to the point of like, quote unquote, fulfillment, or you that you feel like have your you have your life under control. There's like moments, there's like fleeting moments. I don't know if anyone has ever seen Reality Bites where one owner writer talks about this moment where she's like, do you ever have those moments where all of a sudden you feel like, oh my gosh, I'm okay, but then it goes away? Like that's exactly how I describe the moments where I feel like I have my life under control. They're fleeting moments where all of a sudden you're just like, whoa, life's good, and then it's gone. I feel like not so much having life under control, but I definitely have had moments in my life where I feel like, okay, I am where I'm supposed to be. And whether it's like, you know, just like random things come together in a moment where I'm like, okay, like I, I am where I'm supposed to be. And that's as close as I get probably to feeling like I have my life together is more so feeling like, okay, I'm not like completely off track. Yeah. I think the biggest thing that I 
think about in relation to this question is that I don't ever want to fall into the trap of once I get to B, I will be happy. Like A plus B equals happiness. So I never want to get to that place where I feel like, oh, if only I had such and such, I would be happy. Because I still do that. And I still find myself falling into that trap. I would say that I feel like like as I've gotten older, I feel like I can see a, like a more settled version of myself, which I think that just probably goes with anyone aging and just kind of being more comfortable in your skin. But I wouldn't say like, I ever want to feel like I have arrived, if that makes sense. It's going to be like, well, we're constantly moving forward and we're just going to have to keep taking one step at a time. I will say too, though, that when Brene Brown talks about like beating vulnerability to the punch where you feel like, oh, everything's okay, but then you immediately worry about something bad happening that you're going to jinx it. Like I do that a lot. Sometimes I'll be like, my life is pretty good, like pretty settled. And they'll be like, "What's what shit is going to hit the fan? Do you ever do that? Yeah, I think, well, I mean, my life is a lot less settled than yours, so I don't really have those moments. Well, no, like Um, just even like with anything where you feel like it doesn't have to mean like your life is settled per se, but just like where you feel like you've got like you've you've got right, great the, kids, you've got healthy family, you're just like, right, when's the, like, the next, when's the shoe going to drop or whatever. Yeah, that I take out like anxiety insurance by worrying about. Totally. Things. Okay, uh, let's do like a couple more of these. And I really want to move on to some of the roommate emails. <laughs> a couple people asked about the Rachel Hollis rant. And then someone was like, what are your thoughts on MLM businesses? I think we'll, I still want to wait to like, develop a good answer on that. But just know, I do want to address that at some point. But I want to be a little more mindful about Oh, Speaking of mindfulness, I knew there was something I was missing back to the question about body image was mindfulness is really, really helpful in those scenarios. And especially if people are familiar with DBT, that's a really, really good way to kind of deal with comparisons and anxieties. Okay, I just had to say that because I was like, I know I'm forgetting something. But as far as the Rachel Hollis and MLM stuff, because I feel like that kind of goes together. I really want to post that article that I put up like, I don't know, it was a couple months ago about why Rachel Hall's is a little bit questionable and why I'm not such a fan. But to be continued, I will, I think we should talk about that like in a few episodes or something because we only have like 20 minutes left here and I don't want to spend the rest of this episode talking about that. (laughs) But I hear you and we will answer it. Um, Are we planning on going to the CrossFit Games this year? Yes. How to go about finding a therapist? Is there a therapist search tool? Claire and I are going to put this on our Instagram highlights. We're going to work on doing like a whole section of how to find a therapist because we get so many questions about that. And then what was the other one, Claire? Was it BirthFit? How to start a podcast. Oh, how to start a podcast. Um, yeah. So we're, we're going to put all, I mean, if, if by this point, so step one, go to our Instagram, look at our highlights. Yeah. If you don't see one there, with some of the title similar to how to find a therapist, feel free to email us if we hadn't gotten around to putting it up yet. Yeah. Girls now at gmail.com. Joy is always happy to just quickly kind of, you know, help you get on the right track. Yes. Um, and same thing also with how to start a podcast. If you are thinking about starting a podcast, you're welcome to email us. If the Instagram highlight has not been put up yet. Yes. Uh, but that became very clear recently where we're like, we're getting this question a lot, how to find a therapist and how which to is great. It's great. I, mean, we love that I we're love getting helping question. you guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. But yeah, the, the uh, clarifying questions that you reply with are pretty universal. Yes. 
Okay, should we move on to roommate stories? This yes. is so great. So actually, let's start with the one that someone asked us is like, talk yes. about your freshman roommate stories, which you can go first if you want, because I didn't live on campus and I didn't have roommates until my senior year, but I think it's still worth talking about. Totally still worth it. Okay. Um. So I had two freshman year roommates because I transferred colleges at the end of my, like halfway through my freshman year. And my first, my like roommate that I had in the dorms, her name was Kelsey. This was at Santa Clara. And she, looking back, might have had an eating disorder. Um, she thought that you burned a thousand calories every time you ran a mile. So she would run five miles a day thinking she was burning 5,000 calories. What? And then she only ate pineapple. <gasps> And she would just, like, do sit-ups all the time. Oh. Yeah. And she was a major slob. Oh, no. Her side of the room, we just called the pile. She one time lost her laptop in her pile for two days. (gasps) What? Like, could not find it. I don't even know where it ended up being. And I'm not a clean freak by any stretch of the imagination. But she, her entire side of the room was literally just, like, she never put anything away. It was just a pile of, like... Did you ever see Everything. that Friends episode with Rebecca Romaine Stamos? No. And Ross is dating her and she's so, like, she's so hot, but he walks into her apartment and it's just like the land of trash and like rats are climbing out of things. Oh my gosh. This was like that. Yeah. It was like, or it was like, do you remember in Grey's Anatomy, like the one of the first seasons when Christina takes the first guy she's engaged to, you know, I can't remember because there's so many people in Grey's Anatomy. The guy who stands her up at the altar, you know who I'm talking about. No. Takes her takes him back to her apartment okay. and it's just like a wreck. Anyway. Yeah. Long story short, there okay. are multiple TV representations of this problem. <laughs> she was a total slob and maybe had some yeah, food problems. Oh. Um she was nice. Yeah. And yeah, those are the main things I remember about her was that she ran all the time, only ate pineapple and was a complete total slob. And then after I transferred, I didn't ever live in the dorms at CU. I just moved in with my friend Pete. Okay. And he and I were roommates for the rest of college and he's wonderful oh. and was like the best roommate ever. We got along so oh. well. We were like perfect roommate pal. Oh, you really um, can't ask for more than that. You really can't. His parents owned our condo and he was English and he like loved soccer and or football, excuse me. Football. And at like four in the morning, he'd be like watching, you know, the football matches in England. And um, anyway, he lives in Brooklyn. He and his wife just had a baby. Very cute. We're still, still pals. You still keep in touch? Yeah. We saw him Aww. actually when we were in, um, New York after we went to New York after our ice. So cute. He's he was great. He it was like the perfect roommate situation. There was no drama. We were like completely just on each other's levels. Yeah. Um. He he yeah. He was great. Hi Pete. Hi Pete. (laughs) If you're listening, he's probably not. You know what? It would not surprise me at all if he was like a closet girl's come on listener (laughs) at all. I always wonder if there's people in my life that I know yes. that listen Guys, and like don't tell me. There, yeah. If you're out there and you like knew us in high school yeah. and you're just like being a Damien lurker, will totally. you comment on this episode? Please. Post? I and really so want to know. Like, like someone out just, there from like, high school is yeah, like, Justin I'm listening. from like 10th grade biology. Chris is Johnson, the first guy I kissed. Chris really Johnson, want to know where there. he went. I really want to know what happened to him. He's not you're on Facebook. He's nowhere one. to be found. The most common I, name ever. I got a, a text like a year ago <laughs> from somebody I knew in high school and was like, is this still Claire? And I was like, Hi. And he was like, my wife listens to your podcast. I just put two and two together and realized it was you. That is funny. Yeah. That is really funny. Okay. So if you're out there and you know us, 
from a previous time in our life. Yeah. Please let us know. Past lives. I would love love to know that. I would love to know that. Oh, okay. So real quick, my roommate story. Oh, is, so I didn't live on campus for the first three years. I lived at home. But my last year, my senior year, I had these awesome, awesome guy friends. And we all got an apartment near campus. So it was three guys and me. It was the most fun I've, I mean, I look back at those days now and I'm like, oh my gosh, that was amazing. But here's the kicker. I started dating one of them and no, 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 no. It, it actually like, this was the guy where like, to this day, it like breaks my heart that we broke up. Like this is the one that quote unquote got away that I'm like, oh, stab in the heart. I was so in love with him. And it's fine. Like, I'm over it, but it still, like, hurts a little bit. <laughs> hope Scott's not listening at the door. <laughs> he, just, he doesn't care. <laughs> just... oh, Scott no. would actually probably come in and be like, is he the one that got away? He always says that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it tr- it's true. So, okay, the same time that this was happening was when Friends, Chandler, and Monica were dating. And, like, it was a huge secret on, Chan- on Friends. And so... We were like the living version of Chandler and Monica because we had to keep it a secret from our other roommates because we were like, we just can't, it can't get weird. We don't want them to be weirded out by this, but we were like falling in love. And it like for a good four or five months, we lived there for a year for probably like a good half the time. He and I were dating and we would like sneak out to go to the grocery store together. And like no one knew because we were all such good friends that we weren't like hanging over each other. Like, you know, in the common area. Right. You weren't like making out in the kitchen. No, no. And so like, but then of course I'd like sneak into his room at night or I'd be like, Hey, we're going to go to the, <laughs> Claire just gave me this look. So scandalous. <laughs> Joy. <laughs> or like, every... Oh my gosh. You're so red right now. I know. I love it when you get embarrassed. <laughs> it's like my favorite thing. Joy has no poker face when it comes to being embarrassed at all. No, it's like I don't. One tiny bit of embarrassment. And it's just like this. She just, it's so great. <laughs> You guys can probably hear it. Her flushed cheeks. Um, it's like when you talk about um, Will, pretty much what Will or Bob or like, any of the Will Bob, um, yeah, vaginas. Like was like the time that we talked about masturbating and oh, you, like no, could not I was hang. Like, oh, this is um, we would like go to the grocery store. We're like, oh, we're gonna go get groceries, and we would like. That was like our time to like be a couple. So we would like take forever at the grocery store and we'd like hold hands and like, it was just so funny. So that was like, I look back at that year though. I'm like, that was so much fun. So I had like this very, I want to say it was a very unusual roommate situation because we like, we just loved each other so much. Like all four of us were just like the best of friends slash he and I were dating. Um, and we finally did tell them. Um, and then they were kind of like, weirded out for a moment and then they were like oh this makes sense anyway and then the other like I have a couple other roommate stories but I want to get to some of these emails because they're hilarious but like I lived with three girls in grad school oh I'm just gonna leave it at that it was not fun I uh no guy roommates are the way to go guy roommates are the way to go I oh my god that was just yeah I'm not even gonna get into that because like what if they listen and then I'll feel bad um, okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna keep everyone anonymous just in case because some of this is like, oh my gosh. Um, she says, my freshman year, I lived in a triple. I drank and had fun, but my two roommates did some serious drugs. 
One night I woke up at about 4 a.m. because the lights were on and one of my roommates was standing in the middle of the room wearing only a full-length white fur coat holding a half-eaten pan of brownies and a bottle of vodka. She was staring at me and when she saw I was awake said, there's a fire, Sarah. There was no fire. (laughs) Well, that's super. That's like the the person whose boyfriend sleepwalks and is like, did you see that man standing over there? So good. Oh, my gosh. Oh, this is a good one. Utah State University. Freshman year. My roommate would turn the heat up as high as it would go and clean naked. Love you. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) What? Oh, my gosh. Okay. This one. um, When I was a a frosh, isn't that what the cool kid said? I had a roommate who was from New Jersey but spoke basically only Russian. She looked like a scarecrow, tall and super thin. Not body shaming, just painting a picture, she says. Stringy, unwashed hair. She always looked disheveled. She drank olive oil because she said her grandma said it would make her beautiful from the inside out. And she stunk like rancid chicken soup all the time. I'm pretty sure she touched all my things and I wasn't in the room. She watched me sleep and she lingered in a towel after her semi-monthly showers for way past awkwardly long. <laughs> oh, roommates. Why? Why? Oh, my God. Um, this one's really good. This one's so good. It's a little long, but I'll be fast. Freshman year. My story starts with being called a square by my roommate and ends with me living in a triple with a walk-in closet alone for most of first semester. This victory was hard one. My original roommate and I were put in an old lounge because school ran out of rooms to put people. It seemed like a win since the room was huge and had a closet. She pretty quickly decided I was terribly uncool and invited a cool girl to live with us. She had already moved in when I found out this was the new plan. Surprise! On night three of this arrangement, I dragged my mattress across the hall and slept on my Ari's floor because the two roommates had their drunk boyfriends over. God, this just makes me feel like college sucks sometimes. (laughs) Okay. At some point in the middle of the night, one of the boyfriends peed on his girlfriend, got down from the bunk bed and peed on my computer. What is up with dudes peeing? Like this happened to my girlfriend in college too. Like they just get up in the middle of the night drunk and they're peeing on things and peed on my computer and bed frame. My RA tried to facilitate some mediation, but I was just too uncool. So they moved out and I got some, I got to enjoy some solitude until second semester started and the university realized I probably shouldn't get a giant room with a walk-in closet to myself. So I moved into a double. About six months later, we heard screams. The cool girl uh, bolted out of her dorm room screaming, I can't believe you peed on me again. Around that same time, I found original roommate wandering around the boys' hall asking everyone, do my nipples look like bologna to you? Oh, my gosh. Good times. Why do they put a bunch of 18-year-olds all to live together? Why? It's such a mess. Why? Why? Good times. Now I'm off to do some light Facebook stalking to see what the hell these two are up to these days. Amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, okay. Two more. We have time for two more. This one's a little, it's, it's a little bit long, but really okay. fast. I'm a weirdo who lived in the dorms all four years. My junior, single room life made it worthwhile. My junior year, I had a freshman roommate who was put into the apartment when my friend pulled out at the last minute. This girl had never been taught how to do laundry. Instead, she would just buy new stuff and leave her dirty clothes in piles around the apartment. I usually slept to my boyfriend's place, so I wasn't really too bothered by it until I came back from spring break. She had left a giant pile of used, unwashed underwear just sitting in the middle of the living room. No. Mm-mm. You're fired. No. <sighs> 
No, you're fired I hate from to be life. Vulgar. No, I hate to be vulgar, but it smelled intensely like stale vag in the apartment. <laughs> I put on some and started taping the stale underwear to her door while she was in class. Oh my God, I so would have Then I started that. collecting all of her other clothing piles and put them in all one big pile at her door. Finally, I got the other two roommates to stay home when she got back from class so we could confront her. That weekend, I showed her how to use a washer and dryer. She still didn't do the laundry after that, but at least she started tossing the used underwear and keeping dirty clothes in her room. Oh my gosh. I Humans, humans, humans. teach like, your children how I, to do laundry. Teach your children how to do laundry. Like that's the one thing where I'm like, how did you, how do you not be aware of other people's living space? Like, okay. So one of the roommates that I had, it drove me nuts that she would never replace the toilet paper ever, ever. Like I'm not saying just like replace the roll. I'm talking about like buying toilet paper for our bathroom. So I got so passive aggressive, pissed off about this that one time I started hiding all my toilet paper in my bathroom and taking it into the bathroom because I was like, you're not going to make me pay for this. And like when you're in college, you're so dirt poor that like buying toilet paper every week for two people is not the coolest thing in the world. So that was my little passive aggressive move. And I, I will never forget her walking in and be like, mm, we're out of toilet paper. And I just remember like in my room laughing. So I was like, ha ha. <laughs> I was such a bitch. Like, <laughs> Instead of just being like, you know what? You never buy, buy toilet paper. Maybe you should think about replacing it ahead of time. Right, instead, you just hit all the toilet I paper. Just totally hit it because I was so pissed off. So and I was aggressive. like, I just don't want to deal with all your BS, all of you guys. You know, roommates. <sighs> okay. Oh, my God. That was good. So I'm like loving the roommate stories. That was hilarious. Yes. What's oh, the plan goodness. for this? What is the plan for this? Uh, what's the plan for the weird thing defrosting on the kitchen counter? <laughs> oh my goodness. I feel bad though right now because I truly have a what's pl- the plan for this situation. Like there's a chair in our bedroom that has a constant pile of laundry that I refuse to put away and I just kind of feel bad about it because I know a bug Scott, but he's not telling me. <laughs> Why don't you put it away? I just, uh, it, I, I don't know. <laughs> good answer what i'm hearing is you don't know i just i put them on. it's just like this weird comfort that i'm like i don't it's i just chair. don't it's it's there and i don't have really you seen feel that like, have you seen that um meme that's like not dirty enough to go in the laundry too dirty to wear meet the chair <laughs> <laughs> you, you and your memes lately it's so oh great oh my gosh you guys it's great you're if curating you some good ones it's all i do yeah it's so if great. you guys don't follow my personal instagram please feel free to find me i'm claire yep. hko all i do ever anymore is comb all of instagram for the best memes and put them on my, inter- and my instagram stories they're beauties they are beauties it's been <laughs> amazing i'm having so much fun with it have you been following nathan weil Strange Planet. Uh uh-uh. uh. The eight like funny aliens that like say things very literally. Oh no. Uh-uh. Oh my gosh. It's hysterical. Okay. It's like my new favorite thing. Like okay. there's one, my favorite one is like there's two little aliens standing in the room. Friends arriving soon. Let us store irregular shapes inside shapes with flat surfaces. And like two other aliens walk through the door. Your home is beautiful. Thank you. We own things but have hidden them. <laughs> Um, it. yeah, check it out. Nathan. Is that Juna? Yeah, she's can hear Juna. Yeah, she's sitting next to me. She's kind of starting to wake up. Those okay. are her waking up noises. Uh, okay. 
Um, She's hilarious. We'll check in. There was a lot of questions about how you're doing. We'll check in on that next episode, but please send us any questions that you guys have. Girlsgonewad at gmail.com. We love your stories. And also there's some Tulum spots open. So if you want to come with us, please, please, please sign up. The registration is only open for like another month, I want to say. So get on it. Make sure you get on it. There's only six spots left and you need to come to the beach with us. Is that listed on our, our social? Or is that listed somewhere else? No, it's okay. um good question. So it's custom-experiences.com forward slash trips forward slash girls dash gone dash wad dash Tulum. We should probably link that somewhere. Yeah. I have linked it on our Instagram like link in profile. Okay. But it just kind of was taking up space. So Okay. Maybe uh, we'll do it can, on our on our highlights and swipe up or something. Yeah, you okay. can. Yeah, we'll do that. But okay, you great. also can easily um, Google Girls Gone Wad Tulum, okay. and it's like the third or fourth link that comes up. Great. So eventually you'll find it. And please join us. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. We're making this so hard for you. We'll put an Instagram highlight. <laughs> <sighs> Come okay. and with us. It'll be so fun. All right, guys. Thank you, guys. That was Don't a really good episode. Check out Ori. Uh-huh. Where? Ori.com. Discount code GGW. Support the podcast. Send us your crazy yeah. roommate stories. Lots of peeing on things. Oh my gosh. No, please no. don't. No, no dirty underwear. No more. I don't want to hear about your roommates peeing on things. Okay. Let's just bring it back. <laughs> no fluids. Okay. Okay.